Hello, hello, and welcome to another phenomenal episode of The Boys Are Back in Time, the podcast where we go back to a year in time and check out the music that was happening, all the top hits, all of the not top hits, all of the great stuff that happened in that year of music. Uh, I'm Ryan, and I'm here, as always, with Brian. What's up? And Bobby. That's me. Doing it in person today, so I get to look you guys in the eye. You guys yeah. have beautiful eyes. I didn't even, I never noticed. We're, we're sitting s- in a circle. We're sitting in a circle. Sometimes we do it in person, sometimes we don't. That's right. And we're sometimes doing we do 1996, and sometimes we don't. We don't. Mostly we don't. But today we're doing. Yeah. It's yeah. Actually, <laughs> specifically, this is the 1996 <laughs> section. This, this is the 1996 <laughs> episode. Uh, if you clicked in it, you're aware. And if you clicked on it, you have some interest in, in 90s music and music in general. Guys, what were your major takeaways or feelings about this year in music, uh, having listened to a bunch of 1996 music? Oh, man. So the 90s we've done now, this is the fourth year of the 90s. And I will say that the 90s are an interesting decade because the top shelf can be amazing. And this year has some great top shelf stuff, but the bench is a little random and uh, it's very diverse, but random in a sense that maybe it's not anything I love that deeply. So this year is a really weird year in rock, a really great year in hip hop, and a really not for me year in pop music because I was two when this was happening or one. (laughs) So the 90s, like this era of the 90s, I'm like right over my head. Yeah, no, I, uh, I agree with your sentiment, Bob. For me, the 90s are a tougher decade. I just don't have the nostalgia because I was so young during that time as much. You know what I mean? And I, it's the perfect it's, year for It's it. funny, though, because yeah. I say that and I have more nostalgia, weirdly, for like 80s and 90s, but I was not even alive in those decades. But um, <laughs> but yeah, for me, 1996, uh, the R&B and hip-hop really stand out to me. Like mm-hmm. As every time I would be listening to the playlist or something and one of those songs would come on and go, oh, what's this? This is great. Whereas when most of the other stuff came on, I was kind of like, no thanks. Or like, oh, I know this song, skip. Like, you know, um, like Hootie and the Blowfish is like, no thanks. We're good. Oh, We've my God. Oh. Um, anyway. <laughs> um, How about, uh, yeah, about Brian? Seven-year-old you. Uh, so I have a ton of nostalgia for the 90s. Um, I agree that rock's in a weird place and that hip-hop is definitely like having a really fun moment. I do enjoy a lot of the pop. Um, but I think it's a songs decade in a way for me. Like I, I love like 15 albums from this year, um, which is a little less than average, I'd say. Mm -hmm. Um, but there's so many great fun songs where I'm like, oh yeah. So when we're going to build an essential playlist on one of our later episodes, it's a, it's a really hard one to do. Um, because you know, how do you not throw in Cheryl Crow's if it, Makes you happy. I mean, I have the number one overall pick. It's impossible. <laughs> like, <laughs> that song slaps. But then there's a lot of songs like that. It's not the only one. Um, but yeah, the in terms of the Billboard, I don't know. We just came from 1977. That was the last year we recorded. Mm-hmm. And in that year, there was, this, there was a vice of the Billboard. And that was having way too many string arrangements. Yep. 
way too like why yeah, why every crazy. song has him Th- <laughs> this year has its own vice and it's a very funny vice to me it's having a chorus of people harmonizing with you on your on your chorus and it gets even more specific because the structure was so similar on the songs for your bridge in your final chorus the main singer of the song is going to go off while the chorus is singing the regular chorus, which leads to some great vocal performances. I mean, Mariah Carey is let loose, folks. Celine Dion, like these are icons, but it's very funny that like to go through the hundred and be like, wow, there are 40 songs that have the exact same structure. (laughs) Do exactly the exact same thing. And the other thing that's really interesting is we, the, I, I can't speak for, 77 but i can speak for 2007 in 2007 the billboard top 10 was young people music but 96 it feels like it's mom music and maybe it's because yeah, yeah. i know all these songs because of my mom but it also <laughs> like i just we're gonna go through the list now the top 10 and um it just doesn't feel like youth music none of not really danceable except oh, for one exception yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh and uh so yeah yeah except let's let's uh, let's get into it <laughs> I feel like this is a year that gets dumped on. Yeah, definitely. And I think this is also um, a year that, um, like, one of the things that the 90s doesn't have, because rock is in such a weird place, mm-hmm. that even the 2000s has, is, like, between five and ten obvious classic, critic, both classic, popular, and critically acclaimed yeah. albums that are you can just be like, Led Zeppelin four. Yeah, yeah <laughs> like, right. there you go. One of we the all agree that's pretty good. <laughs> like in Rainbow's Radiohead. Yeah, we all agree we all that's like, pretty good. What is the closest thing to in Rainbow's in 1996? I don't know. Odelay. Yeah, because it's his like because it's critically acclaimed. It's generally popular. Generally considered his best album, I would say. He's a I weird mean, guy. I've said like, that in my my booze and vinyl book it's the only beck album that they have a cocktail yeah. for so i yeah <laughs> Which I, is I, I think it's like the most critically acclaimed he has a bunch of critically acclaimed and none of them like ever reach in rainbows or or um led zeppelin four or led zeppelin four like yeah. and you're all stupid if you think otherwise all right, let's do All right, it. let's get into the top 10. So, yeah, without further ado, let's get into the top 10 hits of 1996. Top 10 Billboard hits of the end Billboard. of the year. No, we're doing the, the top of the pops, Britain. Pivot. Wow, hard pivot. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, okay, uh, number 10, we have Twisted by Keith Sweat, which to me, it's just like what 90s R&B like, I think of. It's yeah. just kind of like smooth, just kind of like jazzy. R&B, and it's very, like, f- forgettable because it sounds like a lot of... Best part of the song is the guy being named Keith Sweat. Keith Sweat, yeah. We <laughs> 10 out of 10 I think we start with the most forgettable song of the of the top 10. Every year has a very forgettable yeah. song. This one's remarkably forgettable. I will say, if this billboard, we're probably going to say some not-so-nice things and some good things. I will say one thing that's very nice. I think this is, of, of any top 10... The collection of the best vocal performances in any top ten, okay. and I'm pretty confident in saying that. That's a nice, nice thing to say. Right, yeah. I think because like, like if you look yeah. through this, like Mariah Carey, Tracy Chapman, Donna Lewis, Celine Dion, like lots of really great vocal yeah. performances. High level of talent. Yeah, exactly. songwriting sometimes. Yeah, not on the same talent level, but so moving forward, number nine, another real '90s sounding uh, classic hit, uh, Tony Braxton with "You're Making Me High." 
Man, Tony Braxton. Tony Braxton's not it. No, <laughs> no. Tony Braxton's isn't not it. Mariah isn't Cheryl Crow. It's just not for me. You know what's the worst part about this? So when you look up the Billboard for this year, because singles drive it so aggressively, yeah. Um, yeah. singles include two songs. And you know what the I listened to the whole top 100, and you can always tell which one was the hit. And with this one, I'm like, I'm not sure. If you put a gun to my head, which of these Tony Braxton songs have the singles that hit, I'm like, I don't know. And one of them might They both be. sound pretty generic. Dude, it reminds me of a little bit of the Keith Sweat. It's just kind of generic, like... Yeah, a lot know. of really bland R&B, which is weird, because 91, that was, like, the huge problem with that billboard. Yeah. And I don't... 93, I feel like, was a little more rocky, so this is weird. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and 99 was fucking lights out. Yeah, like, exactly. Great, the best. unforgettable pop. 99 yeah. and 88 are, like... Light speeding away my favorite billboards. 84 was great too, but yeah. 96 so far, not so much. But we'll see. Number eight, I Love You Always Forever, Donna Lewis. I mean, now we're saved. Yeah, now this is, this, this <laughs> is yeah. The starting of this, this song is so badass. Just her, like, <laughs> feels like. <laughs> like, they give her so much space to start the song. Oh. She's a great singer. It's like a. It's like a movie, this song. You know, you just yeah. feel like you're being carted away. Miss Lewis, how would you like to start the song? Give me some time. Give me some time. <laughs> Give me some space. I got this. Um, yeah, I, this is one of those songs that I know. I don't really know how I know it. It must just be like on the radio sometimes. or like it's in, like in movies It's in a shows. movie. Is it in Bridesmaids? I feel like it's in Bridesmaids. It might be in Bridesmaids. Could, it could be. I don't know. I, I'm, we can verify that later with internet.com. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll confirm. Or deny. Uh. I, um, I feel like it is. I feel like that's how I know this song. But um, in any case. Uh, it's memorable. It's memorable. It's, yeah, yeah it's memorable. It's I fun. It. I was like, all right, this is good. Yeah, right. First two didn't really take me anywhere. This nope. one took me on a journey. Uh, number seven, we have The Crossroads with Bones. Sorry, we have Bones and Thugs Harmony by The Crossroads. Mm-hmm. Bones and Opposite. Thugs. <laughs> is Opposite. it the other way? It's the other way. Oh, my God. <laughs> Wait, it, the the band is called The Crossroads? Or they no, are? The, let's, okay, what? Start over. The, the band is Bone and Thugs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thugs. I started to say it the wrong way, then I corrected myself, I thought. You started saying it the right way. Oh, you right. said it the right way. Well, it was it nice. Sorry. <laughs> I don't take, know. take two. Yeah, Just, my uh, bad. Let's pretend it didn't happen. Number seven, we have Bones and Thugs har- Harmony with The Crossroads. Bones and Thugs Harmony. Bone Thugs and Harmony. Bone, Bone Thugs, thugs and Harmony. I can't say it. Because they don't matter. They don't. They don't. <laughs> <laughs> this is the egg salad song. The, 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 I can't unhear that. There's a TikTok that went viral with mm-hmm. this song, and the guy was like trying to understand the lyrics, and starts with like, "Egg salad, gotta let the burn it, <laughs> and you're gonna miss everybody." Um, this- I, you know what's really funny to me is the band name, because this is a time where it seems like they were like, "Well, boys to men's really popular," and this is a very boys to men's group. But they're like gangster rap's also popular, <laughs> so it's it's bone thugs and harmony. Bone thugs and harmony. That's right. <laughs> like, bone thugs. Pick harmony. pick a lane, my guy. You can't be doing both. Uh, Imagine if like, fuck the police was like, fuck the police, come straight <laughs> from the underground, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna miss everybody. <laughs> uh, yeah, so this is a funny one. Yeah, silly. Uh, all right, moving on to number six. Oh, we have another. This is a jam. Give me one reason. Tracy Chapman. 
Oh, this is great, dude. This is a uh, yeah. Tracy's one, I feel lovely. Like everyone knows the song. Yeah. Uh, but what reminds me most of the song is in one Eric Andre bit. At some point, uh, Hannibal, just for one reason or another, there's no reasoning behind that show at all. But he just goes, "Give me one reason to stay here." Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so I, so I think of every time. <laughs> Uh, yeah, now I'm thinking of that. It's a great song. It has some cultural legs. I like it a lot more than Fast Car. Oh wow, yeah, definitely. That's yeah, hard. I don't like Fast Car. Fast Car. The problem is oh, the I covers and the overplaying is hard for me. Yeah, exactly. But there's okay. other stuff on Tracy okay. Chapman from '88 that's really good. And Fast Car's, you know, a classic song. But it's one of those classic songs I'm just I'm done with. Okay. She's from Somerville. Great. I think she might be from Somerville. I know. Oh wow. Of someone. Who I so. when I, the first my first job at a school he's from Somerville and his mom like taught Tracy Chapman or something that's wild I so she has some connection to Somerville I don't know exactly or Cambridge must have been where she got that fast car yeah maybe I don't so. know how Morning it's impossible Cleveland to get Ohio. through there ah, never mind Cleveland I don't know. is just like Somerville she might have lived there though I don't know she might have lived there yeah I don't well, know let's see Van Morrison lived there or he came oh no yeah she went to Tufts so she lived all right there. so there we go that was it okay up next number five we have Always Be My Baby by Mariah Carey. I mean, Mariah. A, she's a talented lady. She's a Wonderful very voice. talented lady. Unbelievable. Hell talented. of a talent. <laughs> I think this is like a perfectly constructed pop song. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, especially at, at the this. end yeah. when the chorus, like I said, when the chorus is being, like, harmonized and then she's just going to fucking town. Um, More you know, you it's not the most inspired songwriting, but, dude, if you, I get that there's a lot of Mariah, um, fatigue because of every single christmas we get inundated yeah but if if you don't think that she's awesome go and watch her performance of emotions on her mtv unplugged and you will like forever think that she's just a fucking boss Mm -hmm. it's like watching like one of the greatest talents just like go go off also, go watch her MTV Cribs episode. She's a boss. She has a dope crib. It's a, like an 11,000 square foot penthouse in That's New York City. So big. That's what you do. Um, you know? It's crazy. She has like one closet just full of her shoes and stuff, as you would expect. Yeah. Um, she also has Marilyn Monroe's piano, oh. which th- I learned this recently. Um, Was Marilyn Monroe a pianist? No, but uh, she, had a, she had a tough childhood and like her mom. Uh, gave her to her grandparents or like someone else until she was seven. she was just using a foster until she was seven and the mom came back Marilyn Marilyn and her mom wanted to give her something and only had this piano but then had to get rid of it because she needed money or something like that and so then when Marilyn got money she tracked down this piano and bought it back and she Uh said it was like the one thing from her childhood and then when Marilyn Monroe died it went up for auction like later on and Mariah Carey was like I'm buying this so that no one else can like I want it to be stuff. I want it to be appreciated by someone who appreciates yeah. Marilyn Monroe. So wow. she has it. She That's hasn't badass. tombed it or anything. It just like sits there she because just, it's just a. It's just yeah. It's just a very big art piece. Then yes, exactly. And she's got eleven thousand square feet. She's got plenty so of space. She's got plenty for of it. space for. It. Um, but yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, aside, that's great. Um, what a monster. She is. Uh, she's badass. She's cool. I didn't realize how cool she was. I like her. Yeah. Although I, would, it does make me question like. That New Year's performance for years ago, she was lip syncing and like fucked up. That <laughs> Dude, was real. She, she fucked up her vocal cords, man. All oh, the, all the whistle, all the whistle yeah. notes. You can't, oh. you can't sing like it. it's like anyone who yells while they're singing. You're fucking up your voice. Mm-hmm. She yeah, fucked yeah. up her voice. That's what there's. It's awful because you can't really go see her anymore. She can't perform. It's Not like she used. To. I mean, I, this is all hearsay because like obviously like you know her 
publicists and everything. No one, no one goes out and goes on lip sync, but right. <laughs> that's what's happening, boys. folks. It's, right, that's what's everyone who knows knows, <laughs> um, which is a shame. But yeah, dude, yeah, she can't sing anymore. Not like she used to. At least. Right, it's exactly. game over. Spikehead's three D. Yeah. <laughs> All right, moving on to number four on the Billboard charts for 1996, we have the Tony Rich Project with Nobody Knows. Again, this is the exact same song structure as the last one, and several before the this, and just not as good. It's kind of forgettable. It's honestly. not as good. The, once again, though, very strong vocal performance. Yeah, he's, like, yeah. these are these boys can fucking sing. <laughs> these lads are really Tony. Their pipes Tony going. Rich put together some some good singers. Yes, he did. Wish did he you? could put together better songs. Is this his biggest song? I have, no I have no idea. I feel like I, I know, know the name. Much it's like, about it's Tony like Rich. on the tip of my tongue, but I don't know. Tony I'm, Rich does sound like a stage name. I mean, I'm thinking of like Buddy Rich, which is a different. Thing. I know about his brother Richie Rich, but <laughs> <laughs> you know the Macaulay like, Culkin. Like role? I said, it sounds like a stage name because it's way. Anyways, remember the Macaulay Culkin biopic? He's just manifesting, man. He wanted to be Tony Rich, and he became Tony Rich. Absolutely, with number four Billboard charts, you're making some serious dough. Yeah, in the '90s, especially, dude. Did you, this is your career's fucking over if you if you make it like this, man. Oh yeah. What a, what a time to be alive. Oh. Yeah, how about Rick Astley, 93, retired from music. Still one of my favorite takes for who won the year. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> She's like 26. <laughs> like, I'm done. I'm, I'm still rich today, <laughs> 30 years later. All right, number three, we have Celine Dion with Because You Loved Me. I'm just not a Celine Dion fan. Yeah, dude, this is, a, I, wow. this is a wild take. Cause she was the biggest thing before I was conscious of anything, and it's all cheesy, so it just doesn't resonate with me. Oh, man. I See, I... I do love Celine selectively. I think that this song's not that great. That's fair. Um, once again, the exact same song structure of the last two and now like six of the ten. <laughs> <laughs> like literally, dude. The end of the song with like the chorus going, like, you were the da-na-na. And then she's going, You know, like it's just, that's every song. Um, yeah, I wish it had been um, all coming back to me. Uh, oh, how is it not all coming back, back to, me. to me, man? That's the greatest song ever. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, the kids know Celine because of the the. She goes. I feel like every clip I see of Celine Dion, she's always just like, like she's an eccentric lady, man. She is, yeah, and a great singer. But this song's fine. Yeah. Number two, we have "One Sweet Day," Mariah Carey featuring Boys to Men. Which, Which is just what like a power couple. Power one of the most 90s. 90s power couples I've ever heard in my life. It's it's a little bit of an underwhelming song for me, honestly, but it's still like the fact it's happening is great. It, it sounds like a Christmas song somehow, <laughs> even though it's a song about like, you know, being reunited with your loved one when you die. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but, but yeah, it sounds like a Christmas song. <laughs> Very good vocal performances. Songwriting could use a little work. That sounds like it's a Love. song about Ebenezer Scrooge when you say it, that. And, and once again, the exact same song structure as the ones before. Like they knew, they had a formula. They, in the 90s, they fucking man. knew get those choruses harm, choruses harmonizing. That's right. And and you got a hit. That's right, exactly. <laughs> and you get your hits, boys. Which brings us to number one, which is like, wow, the ultimate number one. It's the Macarena by Los Del Rio. <laughs> Uh, I can't believe it, dude. I, it's funny because like my memory of the Macarena was like all of a sudden people were doing this dance when I was a small child. I'm like, what is this? And then they, I was given a bear that when you squeeze his hand, it, it sang, sang the Macarena, Macarena and it jumped at the end of it. And I was like, wow, this is... 
I was going to say the only, literally the only song from this top 10 that I had any nostalgic recollection of is that teddy bear that played the Macarena. Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> Dude, the opening notes. It's very silly. So, in any case, that's the top 10. It's a wild top 10. It's it's a lot of these songs that, I don't know, couldn't blend together a bit, in my opinion. And then the Macarena. Um, <laughs> rolls but, in. Uh, yeah, and give me one reason. I, I really like it a lot as well. But um, the, yeah, the rest of the Billboard, it's kind, it's very similar to '77 for me in that like '77 when you got out of the top ten, you still had a bunch of these songs mm-hmm. that were doing the like over arrangements. This one, you get out of the top ten, there's still a ton of chorus songs. At least you get some Alanis Morissette, you get some Tupac, you get some Smashing Pumpkins, you get some uh, uh, Butthole Surfers. Amazingly, yep, charted. Um, Good for them. <laughs> they did chart. With Pepper, which is a great song. Uh, some Jim Blossoms. Yeah, so there's like some. There's some fun stuff. The Jim Blossoms one. No, I, I don't know why I include Jim Blossoms. I don't like them. Well, it's my. Uh, that's, I like that's my I like dad. That's like his uh, his '90s is the power pop stuff. Is the power pop yeah, stuff? So that's, yeah. which makes sense. Yeah, which it's is fun. It's, it's fun. It's fun. I mean, it's been overplayed for me. That song. That's, that's fair. very fair. Wait, so is Jim Blossom's album from t- from this year the one with Hey Jealous? No, it's not. No, that's 89, that album. Who's in, which one is this year? It's just an oh, EP. Oh, Follow You Down, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just an EP if, with that Wait, song on it. Wait, congratulations, I'm sorry. That's a full album, dude. Is it a full album? I thought it was just like... There's 14 songs. Oh, okay. The Jim Blossom's record from this year. I was just trying to remember which song was from this year, because honestly, the Jim Blossom's ones <laughs> fade together for me. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> their hits are uh, pretty isolated. Uh... Isn't it just Follow You Down? Do they have another hit? Uh, the Till I Hear From You is the next song on the Billboard. So, uh, Follow You Down. Only because of the singles. Yes. Exactly. It's only, it's only so way So, it's like, how is this a fucking hit? What is <laughs> happening? That was the one that made me go, wait. Because like, when moment. Tupac had two, I was like... So, Follow You Down has 25 million plays, and the next most played song is 7 million, which is more than I thought, and it's called As Long As It Matters. And I don't, don't know, know that song. I don't know that song. The hits are good. Otherwise, I don't, I'm not really that interested. All right. So, folks, every year after the Billboard, we go into the Grammys. We're doing the 1997 Grammys because, in general, the 97 Grammys are covering the year 96. It's not a perfect uh, year-to-year mix, and that's going to be very obvious this year because there's mm-hmm. going to be some 97 stuff in here that was very early 97 because the Billboard's ceremony happens in, like, February. Mm-hmm. So, I got really excited because I forgot... We did 97 already, and I thought that Shania Twain's record was this year, and I was like, let's go. Oh, dude, it's, like, oh. it's all hits. It's I know. Mad America's amazing. She's also not in here, but what we do is we do a little competition where we read off the nominees, and then two folks have to guess the winner. I lost last time, so it's going to be between Bobby and Ryan to guess the winner, and uh, whoever loses has to host the next year. What if neither of us get any of them right? <laughs> because uh, it's possible. No, no, you're going to know these. You're going to um, know these. I'm just surprised. Brian, you usually win, so it's... I, I, Dude, last time I lost on... I'm, I don't want to call it a technicality, but we were tied for so long that we had to get into very silly categories. Yeah. And I lost on a silly category, yeah. and I'm forever bitter about it, but next time I come in, I'll never lose again. It's also because I love to do like every Grammy, and then suddenly we run out of them, and I'm like... <laughs> Oh, no. Executive of the year. All right, let's get into it. Um, let's start how I like to start, which uh, with uh, with best new artist. Um, and yeah, all right, let's get into it. Uh, Leanne Rhymes, the Tony Rich Project, no doubt, Jewel and Garbage. 
Garbage. Garbage. Well, I'm very that. surprised. I've seen them live. I think I'm paranoid. Wow. How was that? It was pretty good. Nice. Yeah. That sounds about they right. They opened for Alanis Morissette. That's fun. Very on brand. Was, uh, was, was his face there? Butch, Butch Vig? Vig? Was he the drummer? He's the drummer. Kind of yeah. long hair. He's the guy who produced uh, Nevermind. Wouldn't have known that. Uh-huh. He, has like a, he might have been there. He I has a doofy he haircut. Well, yeah. That's a good word for it. Doofy. They, the rest of the band also had doofy haircuts. So. Mm. Yeah, so. I mean, their name is Garbage. So, <laughs> um, Music isn't garbage, though. No. Uh, I'm going to go... Uh, uh, fuck. It might be Leanne Rhymes, But I'm going to go Jewel. But I'm going to go Leanne Rhymes. That feels right. Wow. I don't know who Leanne Rhymes is. See, which is why I feel like you, she, she would be a likely candidate to win this award. Yeah, <laughs> this is the perfect award. Well, she for won. Who the fuck uh, is this? I should have won with my gut. Um, yeah, no, she was like a uh, thirteen. She was like a young singer, really impressive voice. She sings like countryish music, and um, and she's become less relevant. Her voice is not as strong as it was when she was little, she but she's, she's still like is around. She does some things. I don't okay. know what. So maybe not their worst. No, there's a kind of a curse of you win best new artist and then like the only relevant thing you did was the th- winning first the thing best you did. new artist. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, let's go on to best female pop vocal performance. We have Jewel, who will save your soul. Gloria Estevan, Reach, Unbreak My Heart, Tony Braxton, who we've spoken of highly here. Get out of this house, Sean Colvin, and Celine Dion, Because You Love Me. Ooh. Theme to Up Close and Personal. Oh, yeah, my favorite movie. <laughs> or TV show, I have no idea. <laughs> uh, I think I'm going to go with uh, Celine Dion. What was the second one you said? Uh, Reach by Gloria Estevan. Let's do Gloria Estevan. Okay. It was Unbreak My Heart by Tony Braxton. Dude, that was going to be my guess. fucking insane, dude. I that know, song is so generic. Yeah, man. Bob, Bob, you text me. You're like, they don't write songs like this anymore, and you're absolutely right. They don't. No, they don't write because we don't need to. It's not about anything. Um, Okay, best pop performance by a duo or or group with vocal. Um, We have Journey. When you love a woman, when you wish upon a star, take six. I thought that was a joke song. It's a real song. (laughs) Uh, Peaches, the presidents of the United States of America. Oh, I like that song. Uh, Free as a Bird, The Beatles, oh. Fire on the Mountain, which is a cover, Nelville Brothers, and As Long as It Matters, The Gin Blossoms. They were ob- obliged. It was obligatory that they had to give it to The Beatles for Free as a Bird, which is a really mediocre song. I like that song, but yeah, I mean, The Beatles have a song. Yeah. Like I feel like ran. it's got to be them, right? Yep. <laughs> yep, that was easy. Um, Free as a Bird. All right, let's do best pop album. We have Celine Dion's Falling Into You. Nice. Secrets, Tony Braxton. Nope. New Beginning, Tracy Chapman. Oh, God, no. Uh, Mercury Falling, Sting. And A Few Small Repairs, Sean Colvin. I, I did, oh, God, because Sting has won a lot of grants. Dude, I, that's, I'm going to guess Sting because of that. Ooh, I mean, you know what? Let's give it to Sean Colvin. He's been floating around here. Maybe it's, this is what he gets. That's a woman. She's been floating around here. <laughs> I don't know who the fuck she is. Sorry. Uh, yeah, it was Celine Dion. You blew it. You blew it. You blew it. Oh, my God. This is great. All right. Best traditional pop, pop vocal performance. I don't know what makes it fucking traditional, but okay. <laughs> uh, we have Stardust. Uh, Natalie Cole. I'll Be Your Baby Tonight by Bernadette Peters. 
Bernadette. <laughs> you, you get into the traditional uh, category just by having the name Bernadette. <laughs> uh, Gently by Liza Minnelli. Okay. Dedicated to Nelson by Rosemary Clooney. Is it just the name <laughs> that gets you there? That's and George Clooney's aunt. Here's to really? the ladies, Tony Bennett. Cool. Uh, yeah, Rosemary Clooney. She's a famous actress, singer from early days. She's in the movie White Christmas. Wow. Oh, cool. He's a Nepo kid. Mm, yeah, kind of. I mean, that's <laughs> that's not, that's I mean a lot of them are. It's fine. Yeah. He's, not, he's, still not a big, he's a talented guy, handsome yeah. guy. Yeah, very handsome. That's uh, also a Nepo thing. Yeah. You get that from your parents. That's, that's, that's like the most Nepo thing. Um, I don't I'll know. I'm going to say, uh, say Tony Bennett. I don't know. I'll throw a You're Rosemary You're giving Clooney. Clooney? It's Tony Bennett. Oh, yeah. we're tied again. Tied it up. Uh, oh, man. Best female rock vocal performance. Uh, Spiderweb by Joan Osborne. Wow, they picked the wrong Joan Osborne song. Um, Mother Mother, Tracy Bonham. Give Me One Reason, Tracy Chapman. Lots of Tracy's. Voters might get confused. All uh, the Tracy's. If it makes you happy, uh, Cheryl Craw? No. Oh, Cheryl Crow. Um, <laughs> burning Down This House, Bonnie Raitt. Cheryl Crow. I, just because I love it. You I'm going with your it. heart? I'm going with my heart. What was the one we made a longer comment about? I already forget the name. I'm off the top of my head. Uh, it was I made Tracy Chapman. Chase uh, Chase Chapman. Going, Tracy yeah. Chapman. Okay. Sorry. Well, you should have gone with Bobby's heart. Oh, it was, no. It was Cheryl Crow. Um, best male rock vocal performance. Um, oh man. All right. Here we go. Uh, Brian Adams. The only thing that looks good on me is you. Gross. Beck. Where it's at. Ooh. Bruce Springsteen. Dead man walking. John Hyatt, Cry Love. Eric Clapton, Ain't Gonna Give Up on Your Love. Eric Clapton, I'm gonna say. I feel like they like him too. That's a tough pick. Who was before Bruce Springsteen? Brian Adams. Oh, Brian Adams. It's Beck. Oh, you know, very surprised. I'm shocked. Yeah, good for him. I am shocked. Uh, Oh, Sorry, we're going we're going through a few of these rock, rock ones. Um, best rock performance by a duo or group with vocal. Uh, so much to say, the Dave Matthews Band. So much to say. Wonderwall, <laughs> Oasis. Oh wow, <laughs> that was a great oh, performance, man. Uh, Stupid Girl, Garbage. Oh, I fucking love that song. Sixth Avenue, Heartache, The Wallflowers, 1979, Smashing Pumpkins. Oh, I'm gonna say 1979. It's the best song of these songs. I'm going to say Wonderwall. It was... <laughs> Dave Matthews. Damn. Oh. Wait, did Ryan get the last one right and I didn't? Or no? So much to say. Eric Clapton, I guess. No, he got the, you got, both got um, back wrong. Okay. Perfect. Oh, yeah, yep, yeah. Sorry. I'm good. Um, all right. We're going to go. We're going to last rock one. Uh, best hard rock performance. Uh Tripping on a pole in a paper heart. Stone oh, Temple Stone Pilots. Oh, Stone Pilots. Nice. Uh, Pretty Noose. Soundgarden. Bulls on Parade. Rage Against the Machine. Bullet with My Butterfly Wings. Smashing Pumpkins. They know how to name a song. <laughs> Again, Alice in Chains. Uh, this is hard. It's hard. All of them are very famous and, and pretty Beck well regarded. In there, so. It's well, it's hard rock. Yeah, true. It's not a very hard rock album. 
Bob, you have a guess? Except for those six seconds of Lord Only Knows. Um, I'll go... Yeah. What was uh, the first one? The first one was Trippin' on a Hole in a Paper. Yeah, I'll go with STP. I'm going to go Soundgarden. Smashing Pumpkins. Oh. Academy loves. Dude, I'm like... Wow. Uh, not I'm doing just going to say... Um, Tire Me by Rage Against the Machine won Best Metal. Which Good is, for them. Which is cool. Nice. Yeah, um, yeah you get to And, uh, ooh. Well, I'll save that for a tiebreaker. Um, best Alternative Music Performance. Odelay, Beck. The Burden of Being Upright, Tracy Bonham. New Adventures in Hi-Fi, R.E.M. Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness, Smashing Pumpkins. Boys for Pele, Tori Amos. I feel like I'm gonna go with Beck. I don't know. Maybe they already. Gave I hate him. to jump on the same train, but I think I'm gonna say Beck as yeah, well. It's Beck. Yeah. Keep they they love Beck. They do love Beck. Good for Beck. He won Grand Album of the Year a few years back for Morning Phase. Yeah. Which is a good album. Morning Phase. This is a good album, but it was it was an interesting pick. Yeah. Sea Change 2.0. All right. Uh, best female R&B vocal performances. Um, you're making me high, Tony Braxton. You put a move on my heart, Tamia. Ew. Sitting up in my room, Brandy. Not gonna cry, Mary J. Blige. And exhale, Whitney Houston. Oh shit, Whitney made the list. <clears throat> Whitney. The best singer of the group. Uh, I'm gonna give it to Tony Braxton, though. I'll go with Whitney. It's Tony Braxton. Yes, yes. Tony. They, love, they love Tony. <laughs> Loved. Alright. Uh, and then we'll do um, best male R&B vocal. We'll do, we'll do rap, and then we'll go back up to the big ones. Um... Best male R&B vocal performance, Your Secret Love, Luther Vandross. New World Order, Curtis Mayfield. Like a Woman, The Tony Rich Project, Lady, D'Angelo, and a change is going to come, Al Green. Did any of those songs come out in 1996? I don't know. I think The Tony Rich Project, but no. In general, these are not 96 songs. Go ahead, Bob. And by Al Green. Well, that's what I was going to say, but uh, <laughs> for sake of being different, uh, what was that? What was the second one you said, Brian? The second one was Curtis Mayfield. Yeah. Curtis Mayfield. It was Luther Vandross. Ah, Damn it. Luther <laughs> could have saved gone with gone Luther, with Luther man. We're tied, and Luther could have <sighs> saved one of us. And All right. Uh, we're going to go. Um... Ooh, actually, no, we have to do this. Be- best rap performance by a duo or group. Uh, How Do You Want It? Tupac featuring uh, Casey and JoJo. Champagne, Salt and Pepper. California Love, Tupac featuring Dr. Oh, Dre. Uh, and once again, A Tribe Called Quest or The Crossroads, Bone, Thugs, and Harmony. Dude, how is that? Out- is not a rap song. Yeah. How is <laughs> that? Is the end it? How is Outcast not nominated? Um, For Atlanteans, yeah. Yeah huge miss uh i just had the oh it's california right california love i don't know i feel like that makes a lot of sense who's the last one uh the crossroads bones thug and harmony i'm gonna do that because they were high in the billboard yeah oh, yeah dude, the grammys don't like rap they, i forgot they gave it to will smith and they give oh. it to bones thugs and harmony <laughs> which is not a rap song it's not a rap song <laughs> um all right best rap album uh Mr. Smith, LL Cool J, Gangster's Payer Paradise, Coolio. Nice. The score, correct. Fugees, as in refugees. Uh, oh, those few beats, nice. Rhymes and life, a tribe called Quest, and All Eyes on Me, Tupac. 
Tupac's dead at this point, right? That's a yeah, he would be. Tupac would be dead. Tragically murdered, and now the person has been is being tried for that crime. Yeah, which is nuts. Wild. That's wild. In the year of 2023. Uh, so, well, all the stuff with Jade is coming out right now. All this news. Oh, that's so much so fun. Maybe I'm Who kidding. doesn't love hearing about that stuff? Um, I don't know. I'm, I guess I go with Tupac because of that. But I don't know if you won't ride the coattails, and I'll go with LL Cool J. You're both wrong. It was the Fugees. Oh, I wouldn't have guessed that. So yeah, they uh, Lauren Hill. Oh yeah. Oh my that was God, stupid. we're stupid. Yep. Yep, you are, and I'm. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. All right, song of the year. Give me one reason. Tracy Chapman. Yep. Change the worlds. Gordon Kennedy, Wayne Kirkpatrick, and Tommy Sims, songwriters. Eric, oh, Eric Clapton didn't write the song, but he performed it. Um, Babyface, Exhale. Bill Mack, Leanne Rimes, Blue. Because You Loved Me, Diane Warren, Celine Dion. Celine. Celine Dion. I'm going to go with Leanne Rimes for it to be different. I said Celine Dion. Oh, you said Celine Dion. Right. Uh, you're both wrong. It was uh, Gordon Kennedy uh, for Eric Clapton's Change the World. <laughs> God wow. damn it, All dude. Right. <laughs> oh, I'm still up one. Record of the year. Change the World. This time, Eric Clapton. Produced by Babyface. Oh. Iconic. I- ironic. <laughs> Alanis <laughs> Icon- Morissette. Which is iconic. <laughs> Give me one reason. Tracy Chapman. Because You Loved Me, Celine Dion, 1979, Smashing Pumpkins. That's a, that's a pretty good top five. That's a pretty good five. So. No. I'm going to Tracy Chapman. I'll, Eric, this is, Eric Clapton had to have won this. He won, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you blew it, Ryan. I blew it. Oh. Sinking ship over here. Uh, and then the last one, the final one, uh, album of the year. The score, Fuji's. Waiting to Exhale soundtrack album. Babyface produced it. Uh, Odele, Beck. Good for Beck. Falling Into You, Celine Dion. Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness, Smashing Pumpkins. Really? I was expecting Jagged Little Pill because I think that won once, but wow, okay. Maybe Ironic was like delayed or something. Yeah, it must have been a later single. Because Ironic didn't come out in 96. I don't know. uh, I lost already, so it doesn't matter, but... Uh, didn't Beck? He's won Album of the Year more than once, right? I don't know. I thought he did. I'm gonna no, say he it. specifically hasn't. Oh, he specifically hasn't. No. Oh. A lot of people said that he won Morning Face because they wanted to like retroactively uh, give him sorry, a Album of the Year. So he didn't know it away. Sorry, that's all right. I'm, it's okay. I'm throwing that one away. You already lost. So. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't matter. <laughs> My instincts have not been good, so uh, I already forget every other nominee. So uh, it was Babyface, Fuji's. Smashing Pumpkins, Celine Dion. Celine Dion, screw it. Smashing Pumpkins. It was Celine Dion. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. But not enough to save you. Not enough to save you. You got five. I got six. Out of six, 17. So pretty good. All right. All right. Well, last thing we do, now that the Grammys are over, is we check in with our old pal, Jimmy Buffett. The we, late, great Jimmy Buffett. We, uh, we picked him because he had been alive for the whole period of the I podcast, know. but we have cursed him. I know. He's only 76, 77, something like that. Yeah, he, wasn't, he was old, but like not that old. So the Jimmy Buffett story I have. 
is a fun one. In 1996, Jimmy Buffett releases Banana Wind. The lead single on it is called Jamaica Mistaka. Dude, yeah, of course. And it's about a specific incident (laughs) in, and I'm reading this verbatim from Wikipedia. I know all about this. Ease of access to look this up. Jamaica Mistake is about an incident in Jamaica on January 16th, 1996, in which local authorities mistook Buffett's seaplane, the Hemisphere Dancer, for a <laughs> smuggling operation. The plane was shot shortly before Buffett, U2's Bono, and Island Records producer Chris Blackwell had been aboard. No one was injured, though there Holy were several shit. bullet you, holes in the plane. Could you pl- fucking imagine if that plane went down? That would be crazy. <laughs> Uh, so no, uh, it wasn't just Bono. Bono's family was on board too. It was Yo. like, uh, and in the song, it's the Jamaican authorities are like, "Come back, we made a big mistake." <laughs> That's right. Uh, that plane is now at Universal Studios Orlando on the City Walk. Yeah, so yeah, you can go, yeah, you can go wow. sit under it and eat. Yeah, damn, cool. I would not have known. Well, what a what a great story. Thanks, thanks, Jimmy. Yeah, Buffett. thanks, James, for all. Thanks, all of stories. you for. For tuning in with us. Yeah, thanks everybody for listening. Be sure to check out our further episodes in 1996 and all the other years we've done. 